scripture memory verse tonight, Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 6, 23. Anybody else? Good job, honey. Work on getting that voice back, huh, sweetheart? Anybody else want to try? Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Jesus, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, in Romans 6, 23. Good job. Anybody else? Well, we're traveling through what's commonly called Romans Road. Do you want to try? Commonly called Romans Road. Um, of course, it begins in Romans 3.23, which confines us all to sin or having a sin nature. Romans 3.23, um, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us, every person born under the first Adam, uh, we inherit a sin nature where we're sinners and we don't even know it and we need a savior and we don't even know it. We don't even know that we're going to hell. And so then the second one was Romans 5, 8. Uh, and it's good news because it says, but God commendeth or demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So we're all confined under sin, none righteous, no, not one. And while that was going on, without us knowing it, God sent his love, Jesus Christ, his heart to the planet, born of a virgin, who dies and demonstrates that love uh, toward us. It's reaching out to us. He's extended his love toward us in this free gift while we were sinners with that sin nature. And then when you come up on 623, we're given more understanding of that. Why would he commendeth his own love? Why would he demonstrate his love? Because the wages of our sin nature is death. <clears throat> Eternal death separated from God forever, cast into hell's fire. But the gift of God free gift is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is eternal life forever in Christ Jesus our Lord when we believe in him. And that's the next verse that we're going to get to here real soon in Romans 10, 9, and 10. But let's just take a moment to really look at this. Uh, that that you're At the end of your life, listen, you're going to get wages. You're going to get a paycheck. God is going to reward us for the deeds committed in the body. Actually, the word here for wages is rations for a soldier. It's a stipend. It's a pay that you would get for being a soldier. Now, the question is, whose army are you in? Are you under debt still with a sin nature, and you haven't received the free gift that God reached out for us to give us, and you're going to receive eternal death? 
eternal fire. That's the wages of living and staying in yourself, staying in your sin nature. In fact, the Bible would teach in thought or theory, if you're born once, you're going to die twice. In other words, if you're born just of water, just of your mother, just in the flesh, you're going to die a physical death, and then you're going to receive wages of your sin nature and cast into hell and die a spiritual death. But if you're born twice, you're only going to die once. You're only going to die once. If you're born of your mother or water, and then you're reborn in the blood of Jesus, according, and you receive that love that was demonstrated toward us, that free gift from God, if you receive that, then you're going to die in this body, this physical death, but you're going to live forever. See, because we're spirits in a body. We're not bodies with a spirit. We are spirits that are going to live forever somewhere. And if we stay and never receive that gift, the wages of our sin nature, hamartia, which is to miss the mark. It's, it means that God has this spiritual target. It's actually an archery term where there's a spiritual target that we need to hit, which is righteousness. And there's none righteous. No, not one. That we're all born in sin. We can't hit that mark. It's impossible to hit that mark. None of your works, none of your goodness, none of all your trying can ever hit it. But there's this free gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And all you have to do is believe that when he came, he died for our sins. He was perfect in everything that he did. And every time he pointed at righteousness, he hid it. Every time God required of him, he hid it. Everything that he did was perfect in righteousness. And see, that's because he didn't have Adam as a father. He wasn't born from the first Adam. He had, he had Mary as a mother, but the Holy Spirit overshadowed her as a virgin. And, and so the child that was born was a son of God. And he's called the second Adam. And the second Adam brings life to us. The first Adam brought death through disobedience to God. The second Adam, Jesus Christ, brings righteousness and life to us. He sets us free to follow God without the penalty of sin, without the power of sin. In fact, he actually says here, if you look down at the text, he starts in verse 20, and I can't go through all of it. It would be here for a long time. You can get that in our teaching from another tape. But we're just doing scripture memory verse now. But it's Romans 6.20. For when you were slaves of sin. That means they used to be. Now they're not. They were it's slaves to their sin nature. Because if you say slaves to sin. You say well which one? Because we sin a lot. Because we have a nature that, that is against God. A nature that doesn't know God. A nature that is unrighteous. And it sins. You were free in regard of righteousness. In other words. You were free to sin. You were free to follow your sin nature, but you had no idea that there was even righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? Listen to me. If you come to Jesus and your eyes have been opened, you should know that, that you were ashamed of your past life. It was wrong. There's guilt. And, and, and Christ takes all of that away. At the cross, when you believe in him, he takes it all away. But when you look back on it, you go... Why would I have done that? Well, because we are sinners. We're born sinners. We have a sin nature. The end of those things is death. 
There's no good fruit there. There's no fruit there that's of life. It's all death. The wages of sin is death. But now, having been set free from sin, do you know that when you come to Jesus and you believe in Jesus, when you receive that love that was demonstrated toward us, that you're set free from sin? Set free from the power of sin. It has no power because its power is death. And you're set free from the penalty of sin. Jesus took the full wrath of God when he was on the cross. He took the full wrath and pain for all the world's sin. And when you believe it, it is accounted to your account. To Telestai, paid in full. You never have to pay for your sin because Jesus already did. So he says that you've been set free from sin. Free to do what? Free to follow God. Free to obey God. Free to be in his house and enjoy and be privileged to tell others of the freedom, the liberty that we have been given in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a free gift. The word is charisma. It's a divine gratuity and endowment. It's deliverance from danger and penalty. It's deliverance from the sin nature. And we've been given eternal life. You know, there are people that will say, well, I don't need to be born again. And what I'm doing, this is the way I was born. It's God's fault. Listen to me. There's people that will say, this is the way God made me. And you know what they do? They leave out the fact that, yo, yeah, God made us all sinners because he allowed free will in the garden with Adam and Eve. But God, there's no sin in God. And God sent Adam and Eve in the garden to have fellowship with him, not to sin against him, not to disobey him. So Satan is the one that made sin. They, but Satan's greatest gift is to try to blame God for how we are. And that leaves out the gospel, that God created us perfectly in the garden. God created us with life, walking in fellowship. And he allowed Adam and Eve to have a free will. And they chose to disobey God. They chose to believe the liar. And so there's people today that says, well, this is the way God made me. And this is the way I am. Well, be born again. God also made a rescue. God also sent his love. God also demonstrated that love towards you. He took the penalty for what happened in the garden with the first Adam. And he's given you a chance not to be that way anymore. And all you have to do is receive that gift. And then he begins to work in you. He seals you in your heart till the day of redemption. And he begins to do a work in you that will sanctify and cleanse you to the washing of the water and the word. You've been invited back to the family of God, privileged to become royalty with him and to be conformed into his image once again. But it's your free will choice. Don't tell me you were born that way and you're stuck because God has commended his love toward us. And if you believe that in your heart and confess it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved from that sin nature. That's next week's verse, by the way. That's Romans 10, 9, and 10. Listen to me very clearly. If you believe you were born that way, you do well. You were born unrighteous. Just like everybody born under the first Adam. But God has sent his love. God has made a way. God has given a gift 
that you can be counted not guilty of your sin. It's all been laid upon his only begotten son. And it's free. But you have to receive it. You have to confess that you were a sinner. You have to confess that what you are doing now and how you are living is separated from God. And you believe that Jesus came and died and rose again. Next week's verse. Let's look at it. Romans 10, 9, and 10. I want you to commit this to memory. It's the next verse that we want to look at. The next verse of Romans Road. Right? We might even do 10, 13. I haven't decided yet. All who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But Romans 10, 9, and 10 is this. That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead... You shall be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. That's right living before God. When your heart believes this, now you can be ready to do right living before God. But with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Romans 10, 9, and 10. Do you believe? Do you trust? Now stick with us because that word believe is the word pistio. It's not just simply, well, I believe. Well, the demons believe and they tremble and they never obey. The demons know who Jesus is. But when you believe, it means that you entrust your spiritual well-being into Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. And then you constantly, you have a constancy. You want to continue to trust him and grow in him and walk with him and follow him. You've been set free to follow God. To be in God's family, not to go on doing what you want. See, the first Adam did what he wanted. He disobeyed God. Our old nature does what it wants, and it ignores God. Didn't even know that it was unrighteous. But God come knocking on our door, and he tells us we're sinners, and that we need a Savior. And the only Savior he has provided is Jesus the Christ, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There's no other Savior coming. There's no other way to be righteous before God. There's no other sacrifice that God has received that can bring you back into his family and set you free for eternity. Listen, you're a spirit. You need to believe. You need to receive. You need to surrender and begin to follow God and get into the word, prayer, and fellowship and find out what this gift is. Begin to unwrap it. Begin to see what God is doing, what he's done, and what he's going to do. Listen, he's coming back real soon to take the chosen home. Don't miss the rapture of the church. Write down Romans 10, 9, and 10. Carry it around if you need to. That's the way I memorized it. Search it out. Find out what it means. And be ready for it so that we can... We can memorize it and be ready to uh, share it with others so that they would know how to come to the salvation and be part of the family of God. And they would spend eternity with God Almighty. What a privilege we've been given because God demonstrated his love toward us. Because we have received that gift of life. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for calling us out of darkness into your marvelous light. May we proclaim your praises and may we see the grace that we have been given. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen.